and welcome back to Love and Grit. My name is Laia. I'm Justin. And I'm Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) And listen here, folks. This episode surrounds two topics that us three hosts can all get behind. Good drinks and fly clothes. (laughs) Yeah, that's us. (laughs) Yep, that that basically describes Pretty much. (laughs) I told y'all, listen, we are all kinds of excited about Two Roberts Hard Seltzer and the twin power behind it. So we will speak to Vikram and Vivek Nair, the founders, about their next big venture. Also, Julieta Zavala is bringing and serving Mexico flyness to the Philadelphia area. We will talk to her about what that means to her and how recycling clothing can reach define innovation but first around the philly faves what's your favorite way to celebrate hispanic heritage month which runs september 15th to october 15th so i am definitely looking forward to the hispanic chamber of commerce annual event dine latino restaurant week that's september 19th through the 23rd listen here they have over 20 spots that are participating throughout the region and they have a great deal. It's buy two dinner entrees and get either an appetizer or a dessert for free. Every year, this is a great event and I'm looking forward to that. I'll go for a tradition that we all know about Philadelphia and I'm going to say the Puerto Rican Day Parade, which by the way, is part of a full weekend because you hit the Polo Classic. I call it the Black Polo Classic. On the 24th, and then on the 25th, you had on over anywhere. Jeez. Puerto Rican Day Parade. That's a big weekend in Philadelphia. So, mine is the Esperanza Art Center, which is just an amazing place. They're having opera in the park, they're having the Philadelphia Ballet there, stuff throughout the entire month. And it's like a really good place to go and learn because, you know, Hispanic Heritage Month encompasses a lot of different people from different mm-hmm. places. So it's really neat to learn more about each culture and each food. And Esperanza is an amazing place to do that. Plenty Let's, to do, plenty to name. Anybody want to dive in? Let's do this. You know we love a good Philly story. Vivek and Vikram Nair knew they had one from the moment they decided to dive headfirst into creating their own hard seltzer recipe that would challenge their traditional peers by providing a delicious taste with honest ingredients, no sugar and no sweeteners. Mind you, this is hard seltzer. The story gets more intriguing when we find out that while they are perfecting the recipe, their house gets broken into, and then a few weeks later, it gets broken into again. However, the twins flip this series of unfortunate events by pushing on and forever memorializing this hardship by naming the company to Robert Seltzer, which is not just a beverage company, it's an art project too. Oh, and we should also mention it's already sold in 4,000 locations in seven states, and now they are getting a brick and mortar restaurant in one of the most prime areas in town. You guys are our second twins two shows in a row. Really? Yeah, it's been nice to start something with my twin brother. It's not the most common thing, but it's cool. Can you give us like a little background on your story? Yeah, so we were born in Toronto. Grew up a little bit all over the place, but mostly I would say in upstate New York and Syracuse. Moved around a lot as kids, lived in Long Island for a little bit. Actually lived in New Delhi for a couple of years as well. Did kind of our middle school years there. And then, that was uh, an experience, I'm sure. Yeah, it was awesome. It was kind of a crazy experience. Definitely remember not wanting to move there. And then I remember 
we didn't want to leave after we were there for a couple of years. So, and then did our undergrad at NYU. So we lived in New York for a couple of years. I moved from there to San Francisco and then from San Francisco to Philadelphia about five years ago now. Yeah. Summer of 2017, I moved here. Oh, um, so Vikram followed you. He followed me. Yeah. He stayed around in New York City. Really, it was two robbers that, number one, was the reason why I stayed here. I moved here to go to graduate school and started the business while I was in school and ended up dropping out to pursue this full time. And then I was able to uh, convince Vic to quit his job and move here as well. So. <laughs> Wait, gotta ask, what were y'all supposed to be doing? What were you going Thank to grad you. school for? And Vic, what were you doing? I was going to grad school for business and I was supposed to be working in finance afterwards. And that's what I was doing before. Yeah, similar path for me. I mean, after leaving college, spent most of my career in finance and did that for five, six years. And Viv had moved to Philly. He was at grad school cooking up this business. For me, I just wanted to do something different, something entrepreneurial, was sort of ready to get out and do something that felt a little bit more creative and out of the office type of job. He had this crazy idea for a beverage and hard seltzers were a brand new thing. And he was like, we need to come up with a brand and we need to figure out how we can sell this thing. How did you come up with the name? Yeah, so it's called Two Robbers because when I first moved to Philadelphia, literally like within the first month of living here, my apartment was broken into twice and robbed both times. And I was starting to come up with the company at the same time. And so as we were trying to think about names, like we, we always wanted to basically like have a name that was like tied to a story about like the kind of the beginning of the company. We were just spitballing names and landed on that. And we we're like, oh, that could be awesome. We could make like the artwork kind of designed around that concept. And there's so many aspects to the story that we play off of with the characters on our artwork and all sorts of stuff. So the one other name that we were thinking about at the time, which thank God we didn't do, was Spruce Street. I think it was like Spruce Street Beverages or like Spruce mm. Street Seltzer or something like that because we lived on Spruce Street. And it was between that and Two Robbers. And Two Robbers had a story to it and the other one didn't. Why did you want to do this in Philly? You could have taken this and left after grad school and went somewhere else. Like what made you say, let's stay in Philly and do this? I think part of it, honestly, was I didn't know Philly that well before I moved here. We started working on this in the summer of 2017, but we only launched it in March of 2019. So it was almost like two years of development of the mm. brand, the formulation, all that stuff. And I think during those two years, I definitely felt like the food and the craft beer scene in Philadelphia was very sophisticated and it was very local. And it felt like people sort of championed local brands here. Obviously, I'd lived in New York City before, and really it came down to those two cities for us because Vic was living in New York at the time and I was living in Philly. So we were like, should we launch this brand in Philadelphia or should we launch it in New York? And it just felt like if we launched it in Philadelphia, it would just be much more interesting. We'd be able to have local partners in bars and restaurants that we could actually create meaningful partnerships with. Seemed like and it puts respect on your name too. In yeah, a way, 100%. being a hard yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the crazy thing is, is, in hindsight, it's one of the best decisions we've made for this company. And even like now, our packaging has PHL on it or Philadelphia on it in different parts. And in a weird way, I feel like that actually sells really well in New York City. Like it's a really cool thing in New York City because it's unique and it's different. It's been, I think, an awesome aspect of the brand for sure. What type of reception or support have you had from locals or even other entrepreneurs wanting to help you guys with this initiative or just celebrate with you? Yeah, it's been huge for us, for sure. Without having a really solid base and foundation here in Philadelphia, I think it would have been hard for us to scale the business at all. One of the examples that comes to mind, which is crazy now thinking in hindsight, is GoPuff. 
being a Philadelphia company, they were a lot smaller back then when we launched, which, you know, it was only three years ago, but a lot has happened was, in those three years. Yeah, exactly. With COVID and everything. And it's crazy because as big as they were getting as a company, they were still so focused on making local partnerships, which was wild. And so it was almost like because we're a Philadelphia yeah, brand, we yeah. To, yeah, we were able to build a good relationship with them. And so, yes, yeah, so stuff like that has been huge for us, for sure. Can y'all talk about the art project aspect of Two Robbers? That's how we built the brand and, and that's how we started trying to differentiate ourselves. So really the entire brand has been built around storytelling. The name is is our story. And the whole idea really is, in our opinion, one of the best things that comes out of drinking a hard seltzer or drinking any drink with a bunch of your friends is that moment where everyone's kind of throwing stories back and forth. And so our cans all tell a story. Every single one of them has a very unique artwork on it, which has been a collaboration between us and, and this artist that we met online, actually, in the early days. And he's now become a very important part of the company. He's one of the first people we, we started working with. But really from there, as we've grown as a business from being in a couple of accounts in Philly to being in now 13, 14 states, we really think about the brand as sort of in the space between beverages and art. And so we're constantly doing collaborations with artists. We actually come out with these comic books that are full 20-page comic book collaborations. How long does it take to create a comic book? We're getting better at it. The first one took us like over a year. Actually, Do you, it was, do you guys it was know time. Dr. Sheena Howard? We don't know. Oh, my an introduction God. That we can we can make happen. <laughs> we can. She's from Philadelphia. She's won the highest award in comic books. She writes them. She creates them. She's a critic on them. She's wrote novels on them. She is amazing. Let's make the connection. Make yes. the connections um, right on the air. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Yes. So when are you guys opening the restaurant? It's in Fishtown, right? It's called Two Robbers. Tell us about it and what the plan is and why a brick and mortar. Yeah, so it's called Two Robbers Fishtown. It was called Burgers and Seltzers. We decided to kind of simplify it. That was smart. Really focus on, on the Fishtown aspect of it. Um, what has been happening and what's currently happening is unbelievable. And, and we're, we're really, really excited to be part of the neighborhood. But yeah, we've been working on it now for over a year. We launched our product back in early 2019, like Biff said. And so for the first three or so years of us being a business, we've really existed almost entirely like our product on shelves at the retailer and bars, and then us as a business online. So on our website or on Instagram, we've never had a physical presence. And what we found over the years is that the best thing we can do to compete with some of the bigger brands out there is have when we do events or when we have a physical one-on-one interaction with customers, we can tell them our story. We can have them taste our liquid. We can sort of be there and interact with them in person. So the idea of having this physical restaurant, bar, tap room type of space that embodies the brand was really, really exciting to us. It's you know very similar to what a lot of craft breweries have done. Obviously, a lot of craft breweries have built their business around sort of the tap room model. So who's the um, chef? Is your I was about to brother? say your brother, right? I was hoping he was going to say. Yeah, that. yeah. So he designed the entire menu, the entire <laughs> food menu, I should say. The okay. beverage menu has been city of brotherly uh, love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So we're it's yes. been exciting to get him involved as well, and he's also designing the space in collaboration with an architect in London. Oh um, my God, oh, y'all wow. are fancy. I love Wait, it. How did your brother learn how to cook and what was that background? You know, you should. we, we should have had him on, but he's, mm-hmm. he's just a really interesting person. He spent a lot of time, mainly in the world of food. He used to run a supper club in Chicago and he helped open a restaurant. In oh, Chicago. y'all got this. Y'all, y'all got this. Yeah, so he, <laughs> so he has some of that background, which is helpful for us because we're beverage guys at this point. We don't really know much about the food side of things, but 
he'll definitely bring it. And so that's kind of, you know, we're going to have the restaurant aspect. We're going to have the bar aspect. It'll be our seltzers. It'll be cocktails made with our seltzers. We're also going to have special items that we're not going to necessarily release anywhere except for the tap room. So for example, we're going to have beers for the first time, uh, which we're really excited about. And it's also just going to be a retail space. There's going to be an art installation, which is going to be a local local Philly artist that uh, we're excited about. So it's going to be an exciting space. And I mean, we're working as hard as we can to open it as soon as possible. It feels like we're getting close right now, aiming for, I'd say, kind of September, October timeframe. Oh, very uh, Okay, so, I wish everyone yeah. could see Laia, like, <laughs> leaning into the mic. Because I didn't know if Vic was going like, to give it to us. I was like, oh, is he going to give it to us? No, no, hey, you got you, here, here it. Goes. We, have, we haven't even said that on Instagram or anything. Exclusive, 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 exclusive. Yeah, if you're walking by Frankfurt, uh, it's the building that's right across from Frankfurt Hall, and, and you'll kind of see it oh. over the next few Yeah, y'all drawing. got prime real estate. Yes, that is a great spot. Yeah, New restaurant row. Let me ask y'all this because I know y'all are beverage guys now, but you already made the point that you were also planning on being some other things in the past and had had the expertise. Can y'all give us and some of the future business people out there like something that you learned from your education that helped you move along in this process, like a mistake that you may have not made because you knew better and you had that expertise? What I'll say is that it's been incredibly hard and really the only way, in my opinion, to get anything done if you're doing anything that involves like a beverage or a physical good is to get out there and pound the pavement and just learn. The most valuable thing for us in scaling this business has been going out, talking to customers, getting feedback, iterating, and doing that a million times until you get it right. And that's not something I would have ever learned in any role, you know, any career path that I was on previously or anything I've learned mm. in school. It's, it's just something that you kind of learn by doing it. I have noticed this insane shift from where like guys who drank beer now are drinking seltzer everywhere. Like I had a party this weekend, did not even buy any beer because it's really amazing how these beer drinkers have really gone for the better flavored stuff, if you will. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. You know, it's been crazy to watch. I mean, like the last three years for the seltzer category and also like it's getting even broader than that, right? You have a lot of different canned cocktails. We have things like hard teas, hard kombuchas, like all these kind of better for you products, I guess you could call them. And more than 5%, right? Like, can we, are we getting past 5%? Yeah, you get, you can (laughs) get everything now. You can get 30% all the way up to probably 12, 13%. Yes, I had one at the Man Music Uh, Center this weekend. That was 12.6. You gotta be yeah. careful with that. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell but, you, half uh, of it, and I was like, Ooh. Wait, let me go backwards for a sec. Jay said he had a party and we weren't invited. Can I, like, you can't let that <laughs> It was pass. before like, the Goo Goo Dolls concert. Do I don't care. Oh, okay, that's I'll fine, hurt. that's fine. No, I, I do, I do. He can go, he's fine, he's fine. <laughs> Next time, we'll supply the drinks. It is not a question that Julieta Zavala creates beautiful pieces of clothing. The vast and bright colors she chooses seem to exude from her foundation of being born and raised in Mexico City. Every piece is literally a sweet homage to her roots, from the colors to the fabrics to the placement of Frida Kahlo's image. This is purposeful as Julieta has made it conscious decision to rep her culture to the fullest at all times. She has also made a conscious decision to reflect the artistic side of fashion using unconventional and recyclable materials for the creation of these unique pieces. How long have you been in Philadelphia? I went to the Art Institute that brought me to the area and I'm very familiar because I started working on a project last year for um, Day of the Dead. I made a Katrina fashion runway at the Penn Museum. 
I saw that. I didn't know. What does that mean, Julieta? The Katrina fashion. Katrina, I don't know if, if you have saw the Sugar School faces. Yes, 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 yes. I make a runway inspired by different elements of my Mexican culture. Oh, that's so dope. Okay. How does it feel when you moved here? Because, well, first of all, I was going to ask you, Philadelphia is an interesting choice because you went to the Art Institute, but they're kind of all over. So what made you kind of stay in the area once you finish? I really like Philadelphia because a lot of people helping each other. I feel like there's a big community, especially in the Latino area, that it helps each other. I always feel like when I met somebody, I can meet many people. They always introduce me to somebody and I really appreciate that. Now that you're in a place with multiple Latin cultures, can you explain what that feels like to be now you're you're in a place with Puerto Rico and Guatemala and all these different places? What is that like? Yes, it's very fun to learn about other cultures, especially the food, because I love food. So I love to try everybody's favorite dishes. Yeah. I will not meet somebody. The first thing I will ask, what do you recommend me from your food, right? Yeah, you got a good list. I'm you gonna need to share that list. That's right. It. Yes, I love cafe chocolate. We love it too. We did a video across from the diner. Yes. Melrose yes. Diner. South Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that one, I like Alma del Mar. They were a queer eye. Oh, queer eye. Oh, they were on queer eye. They were on Queer Eye. Right, Italian market, which is more like the Mexican market. (laughs) It really is. I like Famous Four. Famous Fourth Street. Yes, Famous Fourth Street. I love the huge sandwiches. Oh, the deli, because they sell Fourth Street cookies there. That's my spot. Yes, yes. Yeah, black and white cookies. Just Fourth Street cookies, the company, Rachel. Fourth Street cookies that they sell in Reading Terminal. I'm sorry, I get really passionate. I see. I see. Who knew cookies was such a trigger? But I think it's a reoccurring theme. They're the best cookies in the world. As long as it's food. Yes. Let me close my... free zone. (laughs) (laughs) Back to you, Cheesecake too, if you haven't tried. I had the cheesecake. Yeah, it's so good. Do you like to cook at all? I do, but I I don't have any time. I I feel like I focus more on my work and Mm -hmm. and I just cook like maybe like three times a week. That's more than I do. Yeah. Uh, but Julieta, I really have a serious question for you because I was on your website and I saw all your beautiful items that you're selling. The clothes are like. The jean jackets, everything. My only question is, how can I buy them? Mm-hmm. So right now, I'm only do like custom orders. Oh, okay, it's fancy. So, okay, okay, but okay. I, I also have <laughs> like accessories. I went to markets, you know, like pop up shows. Mm-hmm. The next one I'm gonna have is September 15th for the Independence Day. Oh, Pens Landing. Yeah, Pens Landing. Yes. I mean, I understand each custom order will vary, but how long does it usually take from someone when they're first um, reaching yeah. out to you and saying, "Hey, you know, I want this amazing X Y Z." What can you do how long is the process the length of time normally maybe like maximum like a month that's not bad yeah because the, the button-down shirts though like those are the ones mm-hmm. that's where the money is right there i i, I picked out like five she's gonna, like, it's gonna get a whole bunch from you that's what she just i'm said. so serious they're gorgeous <laughs> they're gorgeous Keep this recording yeah. <laughs> what do you have planned next do you want to open a store do you want to style a movie what are your your hopes and dreams um my hopes Every month can change, I guess. That's fine. That happens to all of us. I go kind of like with the flow. If I get a project, I just work the best I can on it. I give my 100% and then I go on the next one and just 
do the best that I can so I can get more recommendations and other people talking. I'm going to be at the Taco Fest. It's going to be a culinary and cultural experience, and it's going to be a fundraising okay. event. Uh, the tickets are going to be 45 okay. but I'm going to have there two of my designs doing like a performance. Is that the Taco Fiesta, right? Yeah, Taco Fiesta. It happens at Bach Bar on September 22nd. You have to buy a ticket advance. Association of Mexican Business Owners of Philadelphia features signature dishes, original artwork, and cultural activities. So that sounds good at Bach Bar with a great view of the city. Yeah, so that's next right now. (laughs) We're kicking off Hispanic Heritage Month, which runs from September 15th to October 15th. What do you think it's important for people to know during Hispanic Heritage Month? I will recommend to learn more about any culture. If you have a neighbor, if you have a friend, just to learn more about where they came from and what they eat. It's a very wide question because it's depending on what do you want to celebrate, right? I didn't know if you said that's a very wide question to ask or very white. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't sure either. And you know what? We're going to leave it right there. That's where we're going to leave it. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. And you can join us all the time by following us on social media. It's at Love Grit Philly. We'll see you there. And we'll talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.